there's this great book of neurological or neurology case studies by Oliver Sacks. There's this story in there. There's this musician, this man who taught in a school of music. He began to stop being able to recognize objects. For example, a student would come into his class and he couldn't recognize them. Well, actually, he could recognize them, but not by their physical appearance. If they spoke, he knew who they were. Okay, so, you know, maybe it's like some kind of face blindness he's got. But when he walked down the street, he sometimes would do things like pat the heads of fire hydrants and parking meters, thinking they were probably children. Interesting to be patting the heads of children, regardless of whether they're actually fire hydrants. But nevertheless, he went to an eye doctor, but there is nothing wrong with his eyes. He could see fine. He went to this neurologist, and that's where the author Oliver Sacks comes in, who's telling us this story. The man obviously didn't have you know, normal signs of dementia. He spoke fluently with charm and humor and imagination. And Oliver didn't know at first why this man had been referred to him. So he started doing some tests. He, he took off the man's shoe to check some reflexes and then kind of went on with the examination. And a while later, he noticed that the man hadn't put his shoe back on. It's still sitting there on the office floor. And the doctor asked him, can I help? Help what? Help whom? The man asked. The doctor said, well, help you put on your shoe. Ah, the man said, I had forgotten the shoe. The shoe. The shoe. And he's kind of looking around. What is what's the, what are you, the shoe? Dr. Oliver said, your shoe. Perhaps you'd like to put it on. The man continued to look downwards, though not at the shoe. Then he looked at his foot. He focused on his foot. That is my shoe, yes? That's your foot. Oliver handed the man a platonic solid. These are these three-dimensional shapes we were talking about yesterday. Well, most people wouldn't be able to identify except maybe the cube and the pyramid. So Oliver, the doctor, handed the man a cube and asked him what it was. And the man said, it's a cube. So he can't tell the difference between a fire hydrant and a child, but he can tell you what a cube is. Then Oliver handed the man another much more complicated platonic solid. The man took it into his hand and said, a dodecahedron. So he could identify these abstract or mathematical kind of shapes. So Oliver showed him some playing cards, you know, an abstracted person or a symbol in a game. And he could identify those, no problem. He could recognize cartoon characters too. You know, he could see the stylized faces or a feature that that would give away the 
the character's identity. Then Oliver showed him a clip of a movie with the sound muted, so he just saw the visual. And this clip featured some famous actor of the time in a love scene of some kind. And so Oliver started asking him questions about what he's seeing, and the man couldn't identify the actor, the famous actor, which doesn't necessarily mean anything, but he couldn't describe what was going on in the scene, this love scene. He had no idea what was happening on the screen, or which character was which, or even what sex the characters were. Oliver described the man's comments as completely Martian. The man was seeing something that seemed so foreign. Oliver handed the man a flower, a rose. The man studied it like a, like a botanist would, like this, studying this novel specimen, and asked him to describe it. Oh, about six inches in length, the man said, a convoluted red form with a linear green attachment. Yes, Oliver said encouragingly. And what do you think it is? Not easy to say, the man said. It lacks the simple symmetry of the platonic solids, although it may have a higher symmetry of its own, says he's looking at this flower, this convoluted red form with a linear green attachment. I think this could be a flower. Could be? Oliver queried. Could be, the man confirmed. Smell it, Oliver suggested. And again, the man looked somewhat puzzled, as if he'd been asked to smell this, quote, higher symmetry. But he smelled it. Beautiful, the man said, an early rose. What a heavenly smell. One final test. Oliver handed the man one of his winter gloves. What is this? Oliver asked, holding up a glove. May I examine it? The man asked. He examined it just like he had the geometrical shapes or the flowers. Hmm. It's a continuous surface, infolded on itself. It appears to have five outpoachings, if that's the word. Yes, Oliver said. You have given me a description. Now tell me what it is. A container of some sort? The man said. Yes, said Oliver. And what would it contain? It would contain its contents, said the man. 
there are many possibilities. It could be a change purse, for example, for coins of five different sizes. It could be. Does it look familiar? Oliver said. Do you think it might contain, might fit a part of your body? Later, by accident, he got it on his hand and said, My God, it's a glove! So Oliver's reflections on this, Oliver Sacks' reflections are, no child would have the power to see and speak of a, quote, continuous surface enfolded on itself. But any child, any infant would immediately know a glove as a glove, seeing it as familiar, as going with a hand. This man didn't. He saw nothing as familiar, Visually, he was lost in a world of lifeless abstractions. It wasn't merely that he displays the same indifference to the visual world as a computer. But even more strikingly, he construed the world as a computer construes it by means of key features and schematic relationships without the reality being grasped at all. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it that you do. Good luck out there. Have a great weekend.